Hi, Richie. Hi, Sin. Hi, Acer. Hello, Sin. Hello, Richie. <laughs> that was that was very serious. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm about to get reprimanded for all the shit I talked before we recorded. If I have to answer another Bjork question, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> and hi, everyone. So today we have a very special podcast with a very special guest. Hello. <laughs> Introduce yourself, special guest. Hey, it's me from my channel, Acer Aesthetics. Sin contacted me out of the blue, and now I'm here. A much more popular, much more interesting, and much better channel, might I add? <laughs> might we both add? No, you. <laughs> I've really been. Uh, I've, ever since you contacted me, Sin, I've been listening to you guys. You've made so many just days at work fly by. Oh. Richie, do you know how I discovered Acer's channel? No, I don't. I was looking for Demon Souls lore because I'm getting more into it, and I was trying to brush up on things. And then I noticed that this channel had a video titled Demon Souls Translations with Loki. Oh. We have a mutual friend. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute, that's not us! <laughs> <laughs> And the really cool thing is that you actually have a lot of soul stuff, but specifically Kingsfield, which is the best souls game. Yeah, Kingsfield souls, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're going to talk about Kingsfield and Demon Souls and how Demon Souls is like a spiritual successor to Kingsfield. Yeah. Yep. Yay. Let's start, first of all, by talking about Kingsfield. Yay. Yay! Okay. So, uh, do you want me to take the take the helm, or do you wanna? You're our guest. You do all the work. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, so 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 Kingsfield, a bunch of office software developers in Japan at From Software, they played Wizardry and they said, "Hey, we can do this." And then they made Kingsfield One, which we didn't get. And then they made Kingsfield Two and Three, and then they made a bunch of other stuff. And then they made the Ancient City. So you asked me, Sin, uh, off mic, if Demon Souls was initially supposed to be Kingsfield Five. I I had never heard about that. Um, we know that it was supposed to be a lot more like Kingsfield initially. It was supposed to be a first-person game. Oh. And um, it was supposed to be a lot slower. And what Miyazaki did was he he was the guy that, as far as we're aware, pushed it to be third-person and made it like. It's weird to think of Demon Souls as faster, but he did make it faster. <laughs> he was like, "This is nothing like Eco. Make it, make it better." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we we do know. Um, it's actually recently, um, like quite recently, actually, some assets were found from when it was first person. Like, you can operate in first person if you play with a couple of lines of code. So, oh. yeah, that is pretty interesting. What year was Kingsfield released? 94. Yeah, it was like one. a really, really early PS1 release. I think it's the 13th oh. they ever released. Mm. They didn't come out outside Japan, but we did get Kingsfield 2, which they called Kingsfield. 
and um, yeah, Sin, Sin and I have both played the original Kingsfield, and we streamed it for a bit, so people will be kind of familiar with it. Yeah, that one, um, that's a much better game than the original Kingsfield. I love the original Kingsfield, but it is mired in clunk and just mm. baffling design decisions. Um, <laughs> and it's very interesting because if you if you track the the changes from Kingsfield 1 to Kingsfield 2, it very closely mirrors the changes from Demon Souls to Dark Souls, where you have... Kingsfield 1 is a lot more linear. It has these five levels you're descending in this royal cemetery, and you go linearly through each one until you reach the end. Whereas Kingsfield 2, it starts out, it's a bit more open, you can go in more directions, and then the world is a lot more interconnected, and it's a lot more free-flowing. Mm. I thought it was very interesting that there was this sort of similarity with their two franchises. Yeah. Did Miyazaki work on Kingsfield? Nah. No. He, no, he, uh, he didn't join until like the mid-2000s, I think. Did he work on Armored Core? Yeah, he was yeah, a he coder did, he, on something. He did, um, he did Foran, so that was the first one he directed. Okay, right, right. Oh, he directed one. He directed Armored Core for Answer, and then he did um, Demon Souls after that. Oh. There's a bunch of recurring names and things from uh, in between For Answer and Demon Souls. Oh, so he was just shuffled around. Um, yeah, well, there's like, like Ostrava is a character in um, Armored Core For Answer. There's like a character called the Old King. Oh. Yeah. There's a, a mech called the Rider Palish, which ends up being a weapon in Bloodborne, <laughs> like he sort of... <laughs> Who lets this uncreative man make video games? <laughs> well, no one can stop him now, he's the president. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we were talking um, on another, a recent Demon Souls thing about how there's just so much continuity of, like, theme and character between For Answer and Demon Souls. In terms of like what he's what he's playing around with, hmm. I have to, I have to play that one then. Is it good? Well, it's it's kind of like um, we talked about what he did with Demon Souls initially being like a much slower thing, and he made it faster and more like actiony. It's the same thing with Four Answer, where it, it plays quite differently to the other Armored Core games. So if you if you're used to them and you pick it up, it's like, what is this? <laughs> And I'll have to check it out then. You talked about Ostrava. I, I think Ostrava is like a nod to the Kingsfield protagonists. Because whenever you play those games, in the beginning, you're always just sort of stuck, running away from everything, hiding in corners, and you're desperately searching for healing grass. And when I first played Kingsfield, I was like, oh, I'm Ostrava. This this character makes so much sense to me. That's legit. Now that you yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also they're also a lot like Dark Souls in that subsequently every every subsequent entry into the franchise sort of sort of tries to retcon the previous ones a bit, and by the end, like the the Kingsfield one presented in Kingsfield three is a game that never existed. Like Kingsfield 1 is like super straightforward, but Kingsfield 3 and all the the lore manuals and whatever, they presented as if there was this like 
grand mythos and creation myth and here's like this destiny and it's just this this didn't happen so they, yeah. they have this um they there's this fever dream in which the protagonist of the first game wakes up in the middle of the night and he's given the holy moonlight sword but y- you just find that in the dungeon well you don't just find it you cannot <laughs> you, you find another stone sword and which was tra- it's the moonlight sword was transformed into stone to hide it away from the villain for memory but they they retcon it so hard that there's no real continuity all throughout it's really uh, annoying when you're trying to explain the stories of them <laughs> you know how in kingsfield 1 at the end when uh-huh. you fight like the final boss everything is futuristic sci-fi virtual reality yeah that's yeah kingsfield 2 yeah mm. kingsfield 2 oh that's kingsfield 2 yeah it's like Final Fantasy, where it has different numbering, like in different countries. Oh my god! Yeah, I thought that was Kingsfield One. It's Kingsfield One if you're if you're not in Japan. I was convinced it was like Kingsfield One One. <laughs> so okay, well, my question was: Does that show up in any other Kingsfields? The 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 sort of Tron environment. Yeah. Um, not really. I think it was just you were in some sort of some sort of dark pocket dimension or something or you know it may have been supposed to be some sort of crystal area. Um Kingsfield 2 has a lot to do with crystals and healing water and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Like Sekiro? Uh I'm not too familiar with the lore. There's magic water. Oh, there's magic water. Sekiro has um, a healing spring that comes from a dragon, a white dragon. So I've played that game twice, but I, I kind of get I that game is about immortality from a dragon, and you have to separate it. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know anything else. <laughs> it was in my second playthrough that I realized the final boss was the same old guy. <laughs> The first time he did, like a hand came out of Junichiro's neck, and I was like, "Who's this guy?" I'm sure the lore explains <laughs> it. Uh, oh well, let me blow your mind again. Uh, you know the guy in the mask? Who? <laughs> oh yeah, Tanku. <laughs> the uh, the Tanku guy. I know about yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned that the numbering is weird and that the first one was not released outside of Japan. It was never released outside of Japan. Yeah, but there is like an English fan translation available or something. Yeah, yeah, you can emulate it in a translation. It's pretty good. Hmm. And they never remastered it or anything? No. And it's super weird because... They'll do the Spyros and Crash Bandicoots, and those sell really well, so I get it. But like the Kingsfields, that's another that's another money uh, sink for Sony. Not not money sink. That's another money trap where they like <laughs> the, the start of a new console generation. They're like, "Hey, Demon Souls remastered. We want all the Souls fans to come to us." Mm-hmm. So I think I think they're waiting for the PlayStation Six to lock in the Kingsfield exclusives. <laughs> Is that your prediction? That's my that's my hot prediction. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Kingsfield is gonna come out. Kingsfield remastered, reimagined, yeah. whatever. It's gonna come out in March 2025. 
All right. Okay. Okay, because Acer, you don't know this, but I'm kind of a lorical. Oh. I predicted a lot of things. Like I predicted that Demon Souls was gonna happen this year or next year. I you predicted were, you and half the internet, but yeah. No, but I predicted without actually knowing anything about anything. Oh, <laughs> so okay. that's different. <laughs> I predicted the Ring City. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I predicted the Ring City. You heard me right. You were like, I see I see disappointment. I see I see so many beautiful vistas you'll just have to run through. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> Hi Ingrid. You predicted that uh that uh, Ludwig killed Maria. Thank you. That is one of my best predictions, most powerful ones too. People thought I was crazy, but there you go. <laughs> that's that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love how dejected Richard is. <laughs> like this isn't a fight worth going into. <laughs> it's been going for two years, and I woke up like half an hour ago. So <laughs> I'm just just waiting for that, <laughs> waiting for breakfast to kick in. <laughs> okay. Um. So let me ask y'all: How was Kingsfield received? It's always had a very dedicated fan base of people who loved it, but there was always this sort of group of reviewers who were like, this is kind of slow, and it doesn't play very good. What? Well, those reviewers are right, but those games are still good, in spite of that slowness. Like, there was no... There was no Metacritic like when it came out, but I remember at least the couple of Australian gay magazines that I read, like they both hated it. Yeah. The yeah. the uh the the Uluru review and, <laughs> <laughs> and and the and the Dollary Do Times. <laughs> I'm surprised when I played Kingsfield, I thought it was Kingsfield one one, apparently it's Kingsfield one two. I thought it was pretty fast. Did you unlock the frame rate? <laughs> no, because you can't just stand there. Like, you got to move around. You got to, like, move your sword. And things are a lot more powerful, so you got to avoid getting hit. I felt that it was, like, a fast game. You yeah. know, like, in Fallout, like, Fallout 3, you can just walk around the desert. If somebody's attacking you, you can turn on bats, kind of take a little break, go get your coffee. You mean it's not turn-based? it's a binary it's either turn-based or fast yes yeah Uh, so you're correct it is it is because like um asa mentioned wizardry and like i've i've talked about wizardry a fair bit on these and sin sin has not played wizardry but like can you explain to us what's wizardry isn't it just a bunch of japanese kids ripped off D D or something yeah um it's a first person. It's the um the sort of er uh, dungeon crawl. Like people, even if you've never played it, people will be familiar with the style of game. That's like it's a first person dungeon on a grid. You see like a bunch of corridors in front of you, and you're just moving one tile at a time. And then occasionally an orc shows up, and all of the like mechanics are stolen directly from Dungeons and Dragons to the point where it's amazing this was released. And no one would suit. <laughs> but yeah, Kingsfield is very much it's an attempt to do that in real time, basically. Yeah. And um yeah. 
the, the slowness of the Kingsfield games, it's kind of overstated. The only thing that's really slow is the turning speed. If they managed yeah. to, uh, to crank that up, I think the games would probably have landed a bit better. Hmm. But by that, you mean like it, I think it is literally like 30 seconds to do a full 360 in Kingsfield. Like it's very, very slow. Yeah, it is incredibly yeah. slow. I, I said this in one of my videos. You, you have to kind of maneuver the guy like a race car when you're navigating. <laughs> At the other end of the, uh, of the map, there's a turn. So I'm going to just start now, and then I'm not going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go like 45 degrees because there's another turn, and I, I, I want to just mosey right on over. <laughs> but but it's, re it's really good if you, can, if you can get past that. But you don't have to turn to play the game. You can just go sideways, forward and back, you know? Well, that, that's uh, yeah. how you can play wizardry. Because in that you have like turning and strafing. You're like wizardry; it's not as fast. Oh, it's clickbait though. You owned it. For, for reference, I said clickbait is what Sin calls anything with a menu-based interface. Because <laughs> you have to click, 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 click. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't give the system shocks a try then, I imagine. God no. <laughs> but going back to uh to Demon Souls. <laughs> It's interesting looking at Demon Souls after having played Kingsfield. I've become very aware of just that game comparatively to Dark Souls and the other games. It is much more in uh, line with that sort of dungeon crawler sensibility mm. where every level, especially like Stonefang, that's just mm -hmm. like yeah. a straight descent from like the industrialized sort of mining apparatus. And then they couldn't get any deeper because of the tough monsters. And then it's just like burrows made by these monsters. Mm. Um, and yeah, all, all of those areas could feasibly be their own sort of, um, could sustain their own dungeon crawling game. Yeah. And uh, Dark Souls came and was like, what if it was all connected? Well, K Kingsfield 2 does the what if it was all connected thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It, but that, that's still much more of a dungeon crawler than, yeah, uh, yeah. than Dark Souls. Yeah, it's more, it's a dungeon crawl that sometimes loops back on itself. Yeah. And it, it still has the, yeah, the defined areas, like the, the mine and the nest and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Kingsfield 3 is kind of like an open world, with just periodically you'll have to go into these dungeons, and the dungeons are kind of crap in that one, because they had to, like, drastically reduce the complexity to be able to fit so many of them. Hmm. It's still, I think it's the best Kingsfield, uh, and I've caught some flack for saying that because people love Kingsfield 4, <laughs> but uh, I, I think the reason people love Kingsfield 4, it may have to do with emulation on Kingsfield 4. You can unlock the frame rate and it just plays normally, whereas unlocking the frame rate on the PlayStation 1 games, you'll just zoom across the map by pushing forwards. Yeah. So... Let me ask you guys, what are the main differences between Kingsfield 1, 1, 1, 2, 3, and 4? Um, well, 1, 1, uh, 1, 1, 1. <laughs> You're making it so much more complex, Sin. <laughs> the biggest change from Kingsfield 1 to Kingsfield 2 is the, um, it's, it's basically just how, how much freer the, the world is and how much more freedom you have in the progression of the narrative. Um, 
and from Kingsfield 2 to Kingsfield 3, Kingsfield 3, it's it's funny. I say that's an open world. I think it has less freedom than Kingsfield 2, but it's just set in like, it's not set in a dungeon. It's set on like this open plane of Verdite where everything happens. And that's much more, um, it's kind of like a mixture of the first two. Yeah, I'm not terribly familiar with 3 because it, it never uh, came out in PAL regions. We only got, we got Kingsfield 1, 2, and then Kingsfield 4. Yeah. Oh, and, oh yeah, yeah Kingsfield 4, is n- it, that's not, that, that, that is the Kingsfield in many, many ways, but it, it's like they made Shadow Tower and then they were like, hey, this is a much better way of making Kingsfield. What if we made the next Kingsfield a Shadow Tower game? Hmm. And it's 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 kind of a reimagining of the first one where it goes back into like the same formula where it's about it's like explicitly about descending this ancient not a tomb it's it's a city that has been long since abandoned. Hmm. Um, it it dumps all the narrative baggage so it can kind of just tell its own story, and it it has a lot of uh, links to the to Kingsfield one. Just that, like design-wise, right. This is weird, but I, the thing that I noticed most in Kingsfield Four is that a lot of this seems to have ended up in Dark Souls Two at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, because like, the like of you, wisdom you have, and stuff, things like that. But also like the way that the central sort of village area has a pit that connects to another area. <laughs> and there's nothing stopping you falling down the pit other than if you don't have the right stats, you'll die. So you can kind of go down uh, there at any point. And there's other like little set pieces, like the big um, underground city looks a lot like Shulva from the Dark Souls 2 DLCs. And there's a there's a, a cave that's full of this noxious green mist that looks a lot like Harvest Valley. And I, I just noticed a lot of a lot of similarities are just aesthetically and design wise. Yeah, the uh, the yeah. giants from Dark Souls Two. They kind of look like that forest giant who opens the gate. He has yeah, like three rivets yeah. in his face rather than the one hole. Yeah, there's and there's like a, a focus on like golem things coming to life when you go by, which they do again in in Dark Souls yeah. Two. And yeah, that is interesting. Does Dark Souls Two feature an ancient city that began worshiping the darkness and then was consumed by the darkness? I have several of those. <laughs> <laughs> does, does Dark Souls 2 have have like a city which was beginning to spread a dark influence so they needed to flood it hmm, hmm. I, I guess that's another thing that like we've brought up is that because a lot of people's first engagement with like from software was Dark Souls or Demon Souls there is a tendency to think that like everything in that sort of popped into being with that series. But like, once you play Kingsfield, you realize, no, like the stamina bar based combat, the set pieces, the, you know, even like the way Kingsfield two starts with you're in like a hub area. And if you go in one direction, there is a, there's an area full of really hard skeletons. And if you run past them fast enough, you can get a bunch of like high level gear to begin with stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's also an area if you run like take a left, uh, take a right, and then go right backwards. You can get an early access to the fire magic. Yeah, it was really strange when I played it. I was like, "Oh wow, this game is much easier than I thought." <laughs> Second time through, 
but yeah, yeah they they really like to recycle themselves um <clears throat> i heard you richie in one of these episodes i don't remember which one you talked about this idea of uh i don't know if you were quoting miyazaki or somebody but this idea of you have good things on the top that flow like water and then eventually they sort of stagnate at the bottom yeah that's a really common um like Miyazaki design thing. He seems obsessed with like things flowing downward. Yeah. That's uh, after you said that I realized, wow, that's, that's actually in Kingsfield. Yeah. It's Uh like, um, because like just structurally you're descending the whole time and Mm. you're, um, you're acting as, uh, well in the retcon version, you're acting as sort of a conduit for, uh, for bringing the cleansing light or whatever to the bottom where, the king reinhard III, has been transformed into like a, a playstation one version of the bed of chaos he's like a crazy <laughs> red tree monster it's really it's yeah. it's really notable that it's oh this is the bed of chaos <laughs> but um the way their influence because they had also this expedition that went in and then the, the deeper they went in the more they sort of uh started to break down all the guys yeah it's not as pronounced, maybe, as in the Miyazaki games, because I think every main boss you you have to descend to fight every one of them, don't you? I think so. That's a common like uh, dungeon crawl thing, though, where like, like yeah. literally, they will like the the how deep you are is literally like the level of difficulty, and they do that very they do that explicitly with Bloodborne, where the um the procedural dungeon parts, like they will just have a number assigned to them. Like this is depth three, this is depth five. And it just, it just does a multiplier to all the enemies to get them stronger. Yeah. The only boss in demon souls, which doesn't do that is funnily enough, the old monk. Like that's like explicitly about ascending, but it's like this twisted ascension. It's framed as like this salvation where the angels will come and take you up. But, Oh, it's, it's much worse there. My friends. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah they also took uh just visually like uh calamite is clearly based on gyra who's the bad guy mm. in kingsfield 2 uh seath is brought over from kingsfield 3 and 2 not visually k- kind of visually um well visually seath's design kind of becomes the dark lurker from dark souls 2 the like the sort of weird angelic figure yeah. Yeah. Uh the Dark Lurker is that optional boss, isn't he? Yeah, it's the optional yeah. like so it's like an angel thing that shoots halos at you. Is it Gale? No. Excuse me. <laughs> Richie loves Slave Night Gale, so just thought That's I'd bring it up. My favorite character in Love Gale. You know what? <laughs> we we can actually if you want, we can open up some dirty laundry here. I heard you guys talking crap about the ashes of Ariandel. don't you don't you love that like hey you have that wolf boss that they cut from the main game it's back don't you love that brilliant (laughs) i think the best bosses in those games are the ones that are interesting yeah like fighting sif even like dragon god which is kind of a crap boss I think that like that's interesting. It's not just yeah. rolling around. Oh, definitely, yeah. We we talked about this a lot with regard to Demon Souls, where the the arch demons and like a lot of the regular demons play out basically as like puzzles. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, even if they're not necessarily like tests of, of reflexes, they're tests of like, can you figure this thing out? They're tests mm-hmm. of, do you have the thief's ring? Yeah. <laughs> and that, that again, like we talked about this before, but that kind of comes from his armored core work because in that he specifically, he did a game where the, the sort of major opponents were just gi- gigantic, uber complicated, like mecha that you couldn't just take mm-hmm. on head on. You had to figure out a way of like, like disabling its tracks or something before it was vulnerable, which they didn't really do before. It was pretty much just you shoot this thing and it dies. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. You know what it reminds me a lot of? Go on. Do you know how <laughs> in Reborn, Suna has to oh, face God. a lot of opponents? But he can't do it face on. He has to figure out a way to do it. That's almost puzzle-like. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, I don't know how much Yu-Gi-Oh you've watched. I've watched every season of Yu-Gi-Oh. It reminds me of how Yuki has to, like, out-strategize his opponents, and he always draws the right card at the right time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, you, you, you're, you're dismissing my Yu-Gi-Oh uh, analogy here, Sin. I've never seen Reborn. I can't, <laughs> I can't relate. Sin, have you ever seen Yu-Gi-Oh? I know of Yugi. I was just trying to be part of conversation, you know, just like nodding and smiling. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I, I was rude. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, Reborn Discourse has claimed another podcast. <laughs> We're never going to get this ship righted again. <laughs> Reborn is so good. Acer, you haven't seen Reborn, right? I've seen that. I, th- I think you sent me a GIF. On the oh, my God. <laughs> It was uh, so. I'm watching Reborn with my sister now, and she likes it a lot. But her commentary is similar to Richie. She's like, "What's happening? Is this a cow or a baby? Why are there so many characters? What's going on?" But we saw like five episodes, and she's coming over today to watch more. So <laughs> I feel like your sister and I need to watch this with you. So you're outnumbered, <laughs> and you know that it is in fact just you. <laughs> it's not the person you're watching it with's fault. <laughs> Okay, so. <laughs> but back on Reborn. Back to Demon Souls. <laughs> you said cow baby, what? Yeah, oh my god. Lambo is a cow baby and he has grenades in his hair. He also carries around a 10 year bazooka. 10 year bazooka? Richie, could you elaborate on the 10 year bazooka? No. <laughs> <laughs> For the people listening, at recording, we're at 44 minutes. You're probably oh. at like 43 minutes. Oh, I don't know shade. how much the edits out. <laughs> oh, they're probably at like 12 minutes. There was one where you edited out over an hour. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> to be fair, it was, I agreed entirely. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Kingsfield 4 is really interesting because it um it, it it goes back to the sort of hardcore dungeon crawling of Kingsfield 1 but it also it front loads like an hour of just interacting with people on the surface so you're like oh now I now I understand why it's so important that I go into the dungeon it wasn't just that like the previous games all began with sort of a text crawl but here you're like looking at this little girl who's really just depressed and sad outside of her home because her mom is sick and because her dad went missing in a mine. 
and you go into the mine and everybody's just this sort of corrupted zombies. So yeah, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, and the um, 4 also has like one of the first NPCs you meet is a soldier who's sitting on a rock talking about how we're all doomed. Yeah. He's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just, it's, that, it's that archetype again. Not again, for the first time. No, well, there were actually a couple, uh, well, there may have been a guy like that in Kingsfield 1. I don't remember. But, um, like, no, but like this, the pose he's sitting in, it's like I yeah. saw him and I was like, oh, that's Crestfallen Warrior. Yep. And I was talking to him and he was like, I pretended to be sick so that I didn't have to go into the dungeon because I was scared and nobody's come out of the dungeon. Aww. There's another really cool thing in 4 where there's, there's like wooden barriers and they won't break down with the sword you start with, which might make you think, oh, I, I just can't break these down. But it's actually like, it's either the strength of the weapon or whether it does bludgeoning damage, I can't remember, but like it's just the weapon you have. So yeah, I, I think it's bludgeoning because it's the pickaxe and the mace. Yeah, so if you like, it's not like a key. It's just like, oh, if you happen to have the mace, you can just come yeah. through here. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Kingsfield Four, like, even if they don't remaster the other ones, if Sin happens to be wrong for the first time and they don't <laughs> remaster them, um, I think they could re-release Kingsfield Four just like. Get somebody in there to to just speed up the movement speed a little bit and give it proper analog control or mouse and keyboard control if you release it on a PC. Mm. And they could release that today as like, hey, here's like a, a really good prototype of what you Souls fans love so much. Because that game, it like, it totally holds up. Yeah. It's like, I was astonished by how good it is because you never watch like, Here's the top 10 PlayStation 2 games. You never watch that and see it. That's surprising. Yeah. Well, the only, um, it was only like Dark Souls Remastered that was sort of the first time they'd actually done a remaster of one of their games. And it wasn't even them. It was a third party studio. They did a kind of Armored Core remaster for like an anniversary collection, but that was, that wasn't like a remaster of a whole game. I think that when they released the sort of Moonlight level editor for Kingsfield, I think they remade Kingsfield 1 in that. Yeah, it's the example project. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. they uh, included any story segments or just made the levels, though. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, I hated that Dark Souls remaster. Like, you could look at Oscar's face, like, in the mask, and, and the black, like, line in his mask, it was, like, shining. Yeah, it, it all the armor looks it looks like like a Halloween costume where it's like yeah. plastic that's treated to look kind of like metal, but it's not actually yeah. metal. Yeah. Well maybe that's the look they were going for, like a reenactment of the events. Oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. What a what a bad decision. <laughs> the Master Kojima does it again. Kojima. <laughs> Too many Kojima particles. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dark Souls and Demon Souls and Dark Souls One, they had like a really good lighting system where the yeah. darkness was incredibly good and the lighting was really good. They've never really recaptured that, I don't think. Their games now always 
even like when they're beautiful, it's always a sort of washed out darkness. Yeah. From what we like, it looks like they wanted that for Dark Souls 2 and then it was just causing too many issues. And there was the whole like, I know if you remember it, but there was a big like, I don't know, foofara around, um, hey, the the promo screenshots look a lot different to the game that came out in terms (laughs) of lighting. And it's like, yeah, the lighting worked on PC that they couldn't get it to run on console and the whole thing ended up like, and again, like Bloodborne, not to the same degree, but the lighting in that, like the alpha lighting is totally different. And it's to do with like, it was just too intensive for the console to handle. Oh, yeah. Go back on it, yeah. Thank you, everyone. And we actually touched upon Demon Souls a little bit, but for people who may not necessarily be familiar with Demon Souls, who are here solely for the reborn content, could you please elaborate on what's Demon <laughs> Souls? It's Demon Souls. You know, Dark Souls. It's kind of like that. King Alant is tired of the world. And he wants to end it all. Find out what happens next in Demon Souls remake. <laughs> so now let me ask you, what kind of stuff do you think Demon Souls took from Kingsfield or was inspired by Kingsfield? Um I think I think well the dark fantasy is one. Um King, Kingsfield the the original Verdite trilogy is it's very much about destiny and like uh, here's a royal holy king of light, which not the god creator, but one of his many many minions, one of his three minions. Like they destined this. Demon Souls, I don't know if it's like actively doing this, but it's it's very much not that. Right. I know. I know you asked me uh, what it took from it. I think it it may have taken like, oh, I want to be like Kingsfield, but. I want to be like Kingsfield 4. Mm -hmm. Mm. I think that the soul brand, demon brand thing may have come from the the Moonlight Sword and the Dark Slayer. Yeah. The Moonlight Sword is created by Gyra, the Light Dragon, and the Dark Slayer is not quite created by Seath, the Dark Dragon, but it's created, I think it's created from crystals he gave the High Elves or something. Yeah, and like you, you sort of touch on there, like the high elves, which is not something you would ever hear in a Souls game. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just like yeah. saying, like it, the Souls games, like the a lot of the high fantasy stuff is like it's gradually phased out. Yeah, it's well, it's something you would hear, and you might hypothetically hear in Dark Souls, but you would absolutely never hear like the high elves in Demon Souls because it is so like grounded. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The premise of Demon Souls is just like the old one is back and the state of reality has been heightened. So that's why everything's yeah. so crazy. But that is ostensibly set in like a real world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, We've talked before, like that's sort of the appeal of that and also of Bloodborne, that these seem yeah. to be like, this is a real place. And then magic stuff sort of twisted it into something else, as opposed to like Dark Souls and Kingsfield and everything, which are like from the very beginning there's like light and dark dragons and elves and stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't think there's a lot of narrative carryover from no. kingsfield i think there's some like here's like a little fan servicey oh it's the moonlight sword isn't that cool <laughs> the story seems a lot more inspired by like 
Miyazaki being a big role-playing fan, like Dungeons and Dragons fans and Berserk and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. In terms of mechanics or combat or whatever, what do you think is similar and different between Demon Souls and Kingsfield? I think like the most the big picture stuff is that I I think Demon Souls it is it is just you take Kingsfield like this console locked dungeon crawler and you just inject it with eco. And if you do yeah. that, you just get Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Because I replayed eco recently. So much of that game I was thinking, wow, I could just slot this into Demon Souls. Obviously not with the combat and stuff, but like even even Dragon God, that is something that feasibly could have been done in Eco. Yeah, it, it would have been completely out of place, of course. But I think the biggest takeaway from the Kingsfield was I'm just gonna take these dungeon crawlers and I'm gonna make them look a bit more interesting, more berserky. Hmm. More berserky? More like berserk. What? Yeah, you, Miyazaki is kind of a fan of Berserk. You might not have. What? Yeah, I know. I know. No way. The differences are subtle, <laughs> but when you when you tune yourself to them, they're actually quite obvious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Richie. See, I didn't know you were you were joking when you first asked. <laughs> Yes, I do, Sin. It sounds like we just <laughs> talked and you edited something out. When Artorius isn't on screen, the other character should be asking, where's Artorius? <laughs> so we were talking a bit about, like, you talked about the combat in Kingsfield to you, quote-unquote, feeling faster than the combat in Dark Souls, even though, like, like objectively in Kingsfield, you are like no, no. I'm I'm getting I'm I'm getting there. You go are ahead, moving. Sorry, you are moving slower, and you're attacking slower, and everything is much much slower. Like in, it's just it is moving slower. So I think what Max. like what yeah what we sort of got at with that discussion that I don't think's in it anymore is that is that like in Kingsfield because it is first person, you have to always be kind of on the ball when you're fighting something. You have to be very, very carefully strafing around it because you can't just lock on and like turn like you can in, in Demon Souls onward. Like there's no way to lock, like just click. Okay. Now I'm always facing you in Kingsfield. You have to very constantly reposition yourself in a reasonably comp, especially on a PS one controller that doesn't have two analog sticks Um, moving around these things in very precise ways to fight them. Like it's very tactical. Whereas, and, and like Demon Souls, we talked about that initially being first person, it carries that through the way that a lot of the enemies, they have very long, slow attack animations. And you have bosses like the Adjudicator and Phalanx that have a very, they're slow and they have a very defined, like you hit it here. This is where you got to hit it. And we talked about how, okay, once they locked that in, that, okay, now, now this is a series even though it's not technically legally the same series, where you, you can click a button in and I'm now always facing you. The inevitable end point of that is Bloodborne, 
because that game, the combat is so fast and it's so based on dashing around really quickly that in first person it would be unplayable. And I said that, like, I kind of know that because I did play Bloodborne in first person a couple of times with the monocular to see what it was like, and it does not work at all. Whereas if you get Demon Souls and you get the um, the the Spyglass, I think it's called, and you put that in, you can still kind of play it. It's kind of doable. But, like, Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3, absolutely, it would not work in. That was the Demon Souls slash Kingsfield connection question mark theory real with <laughs> special guest Asa. Asa, can you just reiterate where people can find you if they want to find out more about Kingsfield? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Acer Aesthetics. Uh, you can find me on Twitter too. I'm not. I'm nowhere else really. I'm just hanging around. Can you um? Can you spell like Acer Aesthetics out so people know what to type? Oh, it's just Acer, and then Aesthetics. Could you spell uh, Acer Aesthetic, but like one letter at a time? A-E-S-I-R-A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-S. Could you use it in a sentence? (laughs) (laughs) This has been me, Acer Aesthetics. Please let me go. so much for coming by. It was super fun. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. Anytime. Oh, thank you. Oh, you should not have said that. Yeah, yeah. What's going to happen is (laughs) a couple of months down the line, we'll be talking about something unrelated, and then Sin will be like, Richie, close your eyes. (laughs) Look away from the screen. I have a surprise. (laughs) It's like Acer, but also like my ex from 12 years ago, and it's really awkward. (laughs) Now we can all watch Reborn together. <laughs> We're just staring silently at each other the whole time. <laughs> How are you? Good? Good? You all right? Well, thank you for coming, Acer. Thank you, Richie. <laughs> thank you, Zen. Thank you, Lambo. Jesse. Chelsea. Chelsea. Hey, sir, let me ask you, how do you say bye in Icelandic? Oh, you say, you say, bye. Do you have one that sounds Icelandic? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I wonder if we can say bye in like Icelandic so the viewers oh. are like, what is that? Oh, we could do that. Um uh we could do see you later. That's Shaumstsetna. What <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> my bird just literally exploded in my head. <laughs> It's like you just got frenzied in Bloodborne. Literally, like, that's what happened. Where's my sedative? <laughs> uh, is is saying hi easier? Like hi or hello? Yeah, you say hi and hello. 
So my plan is a fail. Maybe next time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. One of the people I wrote that Bloodborne thing with is Icelandic. So if she ever comes on, you can grill her. (laughs) (laughs) You can talk to me soon if you ever decide to have her on. Talk to me first. And you'll amaze her with your Icelandic no, skills. No, I'll, I'll invite you and you pretend to be me. <sighs> it's like a bait and switch. It's awesome. I'll type to you and you say what I type and then you speak Icelandic. She'll be so impressed. Ah. Mm-hmm. That'll work. Hello, everybody. I, I love Starfall. <laughs> 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 Thank you, SNL impression of Gorbachev. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!